You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 215 of the Make It British podcast. Today, I am speaking to Kitty Bruce Gardine, who is the founder of Scottish Textiles Showcase. Originally set up to give people special guided tours around the Scottish mills, Scottish Textile Showcase is now also a retail destination right in the centre of Edinburgh. And in this chat, which Kitty does live from her shop, She's going to tell us all about some of the brands and the makers that she sells from the store and why she so passionately supports the Scottish textile industry. There's also a video version of this interview on the Make It British YouTube channel. So if you want to see what Kitty's store looks like and see some images of some of the products that she's selling and some of the mills that she represents, head on over to the Make It British YouTube channel. And I'll put the link to all of these things in the show notes for this podcast at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 215. Here you go, over to the interview with Kitty. So Kitty... Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. How long ago was it that we first spoke and you were doing your Scottish textile tours? Well, I think very early on when you were just beginning Make It British. Um, and I can't honestly remember how many years ago that was. But I do remember hearing about you and thinking, I really need to talk to this lady because she sounds really interesting. And she's very much about what I'm about. And yeah, she stands for kind of what I stand for, only I'm up here in Scotland. So Exactly. And I've still not been on one of your tours, which is really shameful. But shall we start with that? Do you want to tell everyone, you know, how the how the tours came about and also what your background is? Sure. So I think with the where all this began, and it's quite because we're, we're so just to set the scene, I'm up here in Edinburgh, um, sitting at the moment in my shop, the Scottish Textiles Showcase which has really come about after years of development. Um, we came up to, I used to live in Italy, so I suppose design had a, you know, there one was very much that, that made in Italy brand is so strong. Yeah. Italians are very, very proud of their own craftsmanship. And I, that must have sort of seeped into my brain at some, some level. Um, and, uh, and, and that was Milan, British Chamber of Commerce. Um, and from because oh, I lived out in Milan for a bit as well. I was near Como. Oh, really? What were you doing? Yeah. Designing for a company that made all the accessories for Levi's. Oh, how interesting! But also, Como is known for its its silk. Yeah, we weren't doing any silk. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. Very well. Yeah, we were working with design, well, just companies, commerce in in general. Um, and I also. I was also, before that, working for a walking company in Tuscany and Umbria, 
um, called Alternative Travel Group and doing walking tours um, and discovering Florence, well, the, the, not just Florence, but rural Italy and getting to know rural Italy really well in that sort of northern, north of Rome, south of Bologna, that, that, that area. And the walking actually did have a, is an important part of the story because when I came back to, to the UK and then we moved up to Scotland because my husband's from Scotland um, and we ended up in Edinburgh, um, I began with a colleague, with an ex-colleague, to look at walking tours in, in Scotland. And we were keen to develop a walking route in the Scottish borders because it seemed like a, an obvious place. It's, it's beautiful. You've got the Tweed Valley. And it's an area that's not not been very very discovered, relatively undiscovered compared to the Highlands, and great for day walks from Edinburgh. And it was when we were developing these routes, these walking routes down in the borders, that I stumbled across these wool mills. And ah, in Hoyk and places like that. Exactly, Hoyk, Selkirk, the Tweed Valley, Walkerburn, Innerleithen, and. You know, in those days, Scotland's oldest wool mill was in in Elethan, and it was it was Care Lee Mills that was owned by the Ballantines at one. Yes. Point. So, what year was this, Kitty? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, well, it's probably about two thousand and um, maybe ten. Uh, yeah, because I think that mill shut not long after I started Make It British. Yes. So that and was twenty eleven. Yes, and that yeah. was, and I took. Some really, I, I, so I, and then I started, and you know, it. I just was looking at the history of these mills. You know, the borders have been such an important place for making for the industry um, in the sort of you know through the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, and then to the nineteen eighties. Everything was being made overseas, and it was the beginning of well, it already happened, already started. Mills were were shutting, and it really hit me that there was this really high level of craftsmanship they were making for the haute couture companies yeah. and fashion brands around the world and yet they they were finding it impossible to to keep going and and you had that, that care email i took um some customers from they were staying at the balmoral and he, i think it was from brazil and he was a really wealthy businessman and we were heading down to the borders and and I'd sort of said, well, you know, we could visit Johnson's, we can we can go to uh, Hoyk and uh, or, or Le Caron in Scotland, and and he said, and I said, there's this other, you know, Kelly who made the Ballantine label. And he said, oh, Ballantine, Ballantine, that label is so important in in South. Is it America. made in Brazil? Is it? Yeah, I think it was Brazil. And he said, let's go there. And we went there, and he couldn't believe that the paint was sort of falling, you know, off the ceiling. And this mill, this prestigious label yeah. in America, in Brazil, which was so important to him and, and had huge kudos and, and was associated with quality, that, that this this mill where they were being made was in this condition. And I always <laughs> think, well, you know, you buy it, you know, you could save it. You know. uh, but that's years and years decades of heritage in those their walls oh though, isn't i it? know and, and then it, sh it they did a management buyout and then yeah then I remember it, and then it shut and yeah and that really hit home to me about how how important you know scotland is sitting here you know edinburgh you, you, these visitors come to edinburgh and they want to engage with this story this tradition it, the, the quality is right up there and yet 
we don't tell the story here in Edinburgh. It's not represented. So I was doing the tours, and then I thought, actually, what we need is we need because again, if people haven't got time to take a day out, and it is a, it's a big day, you know, you go down to the borders, it takes a day every time, come back, see a few mills. Yeah. Um, and I thought we need to represent this story here in in Edinburgh. And so yeah. myself and a, a, a friend were looking. We spent over a year, two years, researching where where how we could do this. And um, and then an opportunity arose through Edinburgh World Heritage in the Tron Kirk. Um, the Tron is a really old church on the Royal Mile. Um, yeah. And it's got Scotland's oldest street right underneath it, 1503. So we were our sort of shop, which we started off right at the back of the Tron, behind an exhibition. So we were very hidden, uh, not very visible to the public. And we were, because it was an old, you know, higher listed building, you weren't allowed to put lots of signage on the outside. So we were hard to find. But when people found us, they really loved what they found. And they said, this is great. You know, we, this is, we, we, we can actually, we know that in here, so our USP is that everything's made in Scotland. That is amazing. I mean, you, it's what, What's what is like shocking is that that didn't exist before in Edinburgh that there wasn't a place that you could go a shop that you can go purely to buy all of the beautiful textile and craft products that are made in mm. Scotland itself mm. because I hear that from so many Scottish manufacturers that in the retail destinations in Edinburgh so many of the shops are selling products which are actually made from you know Chinese cloth and yeah all sorts of Things. It's such a shame. So it's a, it's wonderful what you're doing, and you're you're recording this from your shop as well, which is brilliant. Yeah. So if people are listening to this, we are also recording it. It's going to be on YouTube, so people will be able to see what your shop looks like. Do you want to just spin your camera around? Yeah, I will. I will. So within, as I say, within the shop, everything is made here in Scotland. Mixed fibres, perhaps being imported. You know, the cashmere. But um, so I'll just give you a little. Um, so. So that's that's what's rather nice is that looking out onto the street, uh, you can't quite see it because there's a lorry in the way, but we've got the bagpipe maker across the road. We've got a kilt maker across the road. He's next door. And then we've got Mackenzie Leather, who are a leather maker. They are they're, they're next door to them. So we're trying to – so we had to move out of the Tron. So, so we set up there. COVID came along. And um, the Tron shut, and now and then we decided, right, we're going to move premises uh, and find somewhere with our own door because that was part of the problem. The Tron shut, and it has still not reopened, and and uh, it's changed hands. Edinburgh World Heritage have moved out, um, and it's a question. And, and and I just you know come that Christmas, well, sort of 2020. And I hadn't been able to reopen, even during that August period when other shops were opening on the mile, I couldn't. Um, and so I just thought, right, I need to be independent. You know, you, you, you need to be master of your own destiny. So uh, I started looking and I just thought, God, I must be the only person looking for a retail outlet in the middle of COVID. You know, nobody was thinking about opening a shop um, last, last, last Christmas. Um, but we found this place, and as I say, the area is good. It's just off the Royal Mile. The, the, the mile is about a thirty-second walk up the hill, and um, and and it, we've got twice as much space. So we've got a basement area as well. We've got this lovely, uh, and I'll just ping ping the camera out. So we've got we've got space for our huge Meet the Makers map, 
I love that Meet the Makers map. So two by two, so that's good. We've got a nice little area there. We've got down here on the – we've got this sort of sofa here, and we've got – well, at the moment we've got Araminta's collection uh, laid out there. Um, we've got cashmere over there, and then MYB lace – and oh wow got two shop windows um i don't know if this is working or not um and yeah 360 degree yeah, tour we're getting we've got all our wool um die gilpin wool lots and lots of scarves so many scarves and that's um rosie's collection rosie subden's collection is just here um which i love and so yeah, so we've got a lot of space. Um, we've now got a studio. We're, we're converting downstairs one of the rooms into a photo studio, so we can do all our own photography. Because we've, we, you know, just tr the moment we've been taking photographs in our shop window for all our social media, and every time we do it, we have to sort of dismantle the shop window. We just thought, actually, we've got a space downstairs. We can set up lighting, so that's what we're in the middle of doing at the moment. So I know that your shop and the way, you know, you talk, it is all about the makers and the people behind each brand. How do you select <laughs> who goes in the shop and what are some of the highlights or the kind of favourite pieces that you have? Yeah, there's no, we're not, I mean, the shop's grown organically and I think it started, so now we've got sort of say 20 20 makers. So I think what's important in the shop, what we're doing here, so that big map, the Meet the Makers map, is a map of the wool mills that you can visit. So that was our starting point. It was, it was so we would start, when we started off, we were like, okay, so there's so many makers out there. How do we get them on the map? Okay, okay well, we'll put on the map the ones that you can, in non-COVID times, go along and visit. So we're encouraging textiles tourism. We're encouraging people to go and discover how things are made, just like with the whiskey, you know, where's the whiskey made? Go and see the distillery. We're saying, okay, you've got different regions of Scotland, like down in the Scottish borders, Ayrshire, the Harris Tweed story, which is huge. Um, and then you've got the Shetland Islands, Shetland story, and up the north, the northeast, Elgin, around, around there. So you've got these different yeah. areas of Scotland. So that map, is talking about mills who are, who, are, who are weaving or knitting. And then we've got, within the shop, we've got, we've got products that are made by those mills. And then we've also got smaller artisans who aren't a destination in their own right. You know, they're making, they're making from home and they're working, you know, with a mill. But, but so they're not on the map. But we represent everybody, like, Sort of here, for example, you've got Rosie Subden. So we show for every maker that we, we, we've got, we talk about where, where they're based and then we sort of give a bio, a little synopsis of who they are and what they do and why they do what they do. So we're putting people on the map. And yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's everything that I love. You know, Kitty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, know. I can't I believe know. I've not been up to Scotland yet to go on one of your tours. Well, yeah, I mean, just come come to Edinburgh and, you know, because that I took, I actually took some clients down before uh, Christmas who wanted to do a tour. And I said, you know, it's COVID. I mean, the mills at the moment are not letting, they're, they're not offering yeah. the tours they did because we're waiting for everything to get, get back to where we were. But we were able to offer, uh, you know, I was able to offer some some kind of tour. And in fact, people started off here 
and just by we, we've got film footage i should have the video on so we've got film footage playing of the mills so people get an idea of what a wool mill looks like um and that's yeah. actually playing playing up there and and for us you know like there's a big there's a big image behind me here of that's luscan tire bay and and that Tight. And then we've got in there a picture of the home of one of the weavers of Donald John Mackay. And then we've got cloth that was woven by Donald John Mackay. So we can really tell, you know, we can say from the land comes the cloth. So you look at that picture and you can see how the land, the Scottish landscape plays a big part in, I think, a lot of the products that, that, that yeah. are made here because the light and the land is so important and the colours, they inspire everything that's made so tying in that story i mean i know you say that you know when sadly we know that a lot of the mills have closed down but actually there are still a lot for the you know small land size of scotland compared to the uk there's a lot more of your original textile industry up there that is preserved compared to other regions why do you think that has been the case I don't know, maybe because there's such a, you know, that Made in Scotland brand, if it is a brand, you know, is so, it's, it's got, people understand how, the importance of it. And I think you've got the industry are really, somebody like James Sugden, who I met uh, that when I was starting to do those tours, uh, 2004, and at that point he was, working for Johnson's of Elgin in, based in Hoyk as managing director. The first time I met James, he was giving a talk down in Hoyk um, when they'd opened their visitor centre at Johnson's. And James was a huge help in inspiring, you know, uh, me and a lot of other artisans, funny enough, who are here. I think you have people like that who they can see that you've got these craftsmanship skills that are dying out and the importance of apprenticeships and sort of regeneration yeah. and, and for the young to come in and learn. Um, and I think those people can be key in helping and awareness uh, and to keep that made in Scotland brand up. You know, I, I go back to Italy. Italians are really good at that. They, they just so know get it. And, um, and I think made in Scotland does have a kudos and, and, Perhaps those, you know, because a lot of those mills, as we say, were shutting. But then, thank, thank goodness, the brakes seem to have gone on. But then you get a story like the linen mill, you know, really sadly, Scotland's last linen mill um, in Kakodi, Scottish linen. Uh, and we had, were selling their linen fabrics. And then they shut April, they did. April last year. So, yeah. And I think if it had been, you know, there were just so many things there happening at once and COVID and Brexit were all coming in together. So it's up to it's up to people. And I, I think COP26 is really helping to create an awareness of shop local. Um, yeah. I do. I, I think people are beginning to understand now how important it is to invest in your local makers and in the local craftsmanship, which is here. So you're definitely seeing that that's the case, are you? I mean, I would imagine, did you get many visitors from Glasgow coming to Edinburgh when they were up for COP26? Yeah, it's really interesting because there are so many, there were no, you know, Glasgow sold out, there was nowhere to stay. So a lot of people stayed here in Edinburgh and there's a hotel literally across the road. And at the beginning of COP, it was really quiet. And then as it began to wind down, all those 
those people who'd come from over the world uh, to present at COP or to go and listen started finding us. And it was just wonderful listening to what they were talking about and, you know, the need for, and the, I mean, everything we're about. So, you know, on our shop window, it says natural fibres made in Scotland. So that really uh, people get immediately what we're about. And it's all about yeah. local local provenance. Um, I mean, not, not it's, and it's interesting as well, because obviously some products in our shops are more sustainably made than others, you know, and to, to reach that. Yeah. You know, the cashmere obviously is is imported so. from out of Mongolia and yeah, places yeah, like that. Yes, so as a starting off point, you, you've you've got you know there's there's different levels of of made in Scotland, uh, but certainly yeah. all the making and designing uh, is is all happening here. And and the and those so when you talk about how we select people, it's sometimes it's 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 we could feature somebody, you know, if if we've got products coming through from a maker. And it's to do with quantity and an ability to supply. And obviously the smaller makers, not every smaller maker can supply quantities and wants to oper operate wholesale because what with yes. the internet, you know, it's not a given that everyone just because they make something uh, want, need a shop to sell it through. You know, they can sell, yeah. it, sell it online themselves. So as well as having your shop, you do also sell online. So if anyone is listening to this and is so inspired to go and invest in Scottish textiles, in fact, I've got my Johnson's cashmere jumper on today as well. Had to be wearing Scottish textiles to do this interview with you today, Kitty. You. Um, you've got an online store as well now, haven't you? Yes. Selling all, so, so, everything from the store on in the on the online store as well. Just about everything. Uh, I mean, we, we started, and again, when we were in the Tron, we were actually very complacent because, you know, the visitors love what they found. And so we, we were too busy selling face-to-face -to, -face to, to make up a website. And then when COVID came along, we made the website. Was, that has been in the making. It got developed. So then we had to get a lot of the imagery. Uh, so some, not most of the stock is, is online, yeah. And... Um, Things like uh, Elizabeth Martin's coats. In fact, I'm, I've got my Elizabeth Martin Paris tweed jacket on, uh, brilliant, which I've had for years, years and years, uh, and it's still just as good as the day I bought it. Um, and investment, all of it, it's all invest. I mean, I find that with my Johnson's jumpers, yeah, they last forever. They're a real investment piece. So there, you can see all our coats by Elizabeth, and um, I'm just going to flip back <clears throat> there. And, and again, I don't know, perhaps we can see it, but the fantastic Yeah, we can one. see it. It looks amazing. Yeah. And then we've got, around that, we've got one of our beautiful... So this is what we have a lot of fun doing, is pairing. Uh, so you've got your Harris Tweed and that Harris Tweed story, which really is... And I, I mean, I work with Harris Tweed as well because I make my scarves, Tweed and Cashmere scarves, under Kitty McKenzie, which is my, my maker's name. But... Um, what I think customers love is hearing the stories about the making of the product. So not not just the mill where it was made, but what in how how Scotland is inspires it. And here you've got the backer scarves, which I love got, the backer stuff. Got, and they've got the Fair Isle um, design, which is knitted in. And she's only working in five colours, so they're just traditional colours. Uh, you know, going back to old times, but. Um, all her designs are just 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 the, the, the five colours. Stunning. Um, yeah. It's those stories um, 
which which we we have a lot of fun in 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 bringing in putting together and like the shop window um how we you know what we put in the shop window what we put together and and, and you sell and, yarn sorry, Kitty, sorry you sell on. yarn as well don't you yeah so we've got diet you know, i'll swing the camera around there so i'll just bring this book over which is a bestseller as well um we've got yarn mm -hmm. we've got knitting patterns so this, ah. this book, so Di Gilpin, uh, who came, we did a Meet the Maker, you can see her name, we did a Meet the Maker um, event with Di Gilpin and Sheila just before Christmas. Oops, I don't know if you can see that. And this, we sell Di's wool, so all these beautiful colours, um, all inspired by Scotland, so they've got great names like Crowdy, which is a cheese, Crowdy cheese, there, there's your Crowdy. Yeah. Crowdy cheese, and then um, har har is we sold out of har, but that's um, the the mist that comes into Edinburgh into Scotland. Get this oh, is that what it's called? It's called the har h a a r. And Dyes designed a colour called har. It's a lovely grey, and it it's 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 just great because it people you know what does it say? It sells out very quickly. Um, and then we've got her knitting patterns. So. The designs, this Gansey, the Gansey um, pattern is a traditional stitch. Yes. So what's very interesting about it? It was a, it was a, it's replicated in what was called the Gansey jumpers, like a Guernsey jumper, um, which the fishermen would wear. I'm going to show you a picture of the map in here. The fishermen would wear, um, so their their wives would knit their their jumpers, and the they would knit symbols, a design like the Tree of Life. And depending yeah. on where they were based, the, the, the shape of the tree could look different depending on which part of the coast, you know, they came from. Um, so you could almost tell from the jumper, you know, if they were shipwrecked, where? the jumper would tell so much about where, where the sailor had actually come from. You've got to be a pretty good knitter to do some of those stitches. They are, my knitting's not up to that standard. Well, Di Gilpin is that she would have you knitting again, Kate, because when we did our Meet the Maker, people were coming in going, oh, I haven't knitted for ages. And she, she, they'd leave the shop with a pattern and, <laughs> and wool. And, you know, she's like, right, come on, you know, you're going to get Brilliant. to it. And she inspires people. And that's, you know, just, just as a person, she and Sheila are very, very inspiring. And, and that's mm -hmm. what's so lovely, how one maker can inspire others to make as well. I think yeah. that's great. What I love about you, Kitty, is you're obviously so passionate <laughs> about this. You're not even from Scotland yourself. Well, I, I I grew up in London, yes, I know. And a lot of people say, hang on a minute, you don't sound very Scottish. <laughs> but I'm a Mackenzie, so I'm making under my name Mackenzie. So originally, my ancestors did live. They lived up in Wick and also on on, on Harris. Sorry, on Harris and Lewis and oh, Stormwell. Wow. So I've got my, and when I went up to Harris just recently in October, I did a buying trip to buy some beautiful tweeds and saw, met with these weavers, um, Ian Martin, who, who's, his, his croft looks over Loch Seaforth. And then he was saying to me, Kitty, you know, the Mackenzies, where they all started off, the clan Mackenzie, is just further on around the loch. So I went there and stood. Amazing. Stood in your genes. It's yes. in your blood. But you, you could not do this. No, no. It, it just, you know, and you, you go to these places and you they're so spiritually um, uplifting. 
you know, they're beautiful places, the wild, and 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 people say that about, about you know, and I was hearing on the news this morning, I think Stornoway is about to get battered by terrible winds. Yeah. Um, but, but again, last night, Ian Martin posted on Facebook a picture of this. He said, the wind may be howling outside, but this is what I'm making on my loom. And it was this most beautiful tweed, uh, Bell Heather, just stunning. And, yeah. you know, and, and he, 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 it's just great. It was such a, it, it was just such a powerful sort of idea. This, you know, here he was weaving away in his craft. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Kitty, thank you so much for well, joining me you. on the podcast. One final question then. Are you still doing the tours and can people book a tour with you if they want to? Yes. So, so I mean, the thing is COVID permitting. So if somebody, yeah. I mean, the tours, uh, so we, we, it's not like a minibus going down there. We're not doing those because I'm so busy in the shop now. That's really taken over. And that is yeah. my, you know, if I was spending every day going down to the borders, I, I couldn't be here doing what. And I've got two fabulous members of staff who who are just as passionate about it as I am. Uh, so um, together we, we, we're quite, you know, we're a good team now. And um, so I'm, I'm here, but I am offering, you know, if, if you had a sort of, if, if you had, I suppose if, if people want to do a tour, they can get in touch. And if I can't do it, I'll put them in touch with somebody who can. Uh, and I can also Brilliant. give them the the destinations because we're very happy to share knowledge. So that's the thing. So with our Meet the Makers map, the whole point is that if if you you know if you can't if you don't, because the tours are are quite you know they're they're sort of aimed at the moment at the at the, at the people who want to be driven. They've got their chauffeur or whatever you you, yeah. you know you do a chauffeur. He's the driver because I just can't do all that anymore and do this. Yeah. But, so they're quite high end, but if you've got that VIP customer who wants that, perfect, I, I can do it. But otherwise, if people just want to get on the train, take themselves down to the borders, we'll tell them where they can go and, you know, who's open. Because the Karen at the moment are changing. They're, re they're you know, it's interesting, quite a lot of these mills aren't offering quite what they were offering before. So um, yeah, yeah. their, their visitor centre has moved and the camera are about to reopen theirs. So we're just waiting at the moment to to find out quite what's on offer. But again, yeah, with, with Tweed, if people want to go up to Harris and Lewis, we, we recommend weavers for them to go and visit and the Harris Tweed Authority mm -hmm. and their brand room and what they can do. So we're, we're sharing knowledge, you know, and information. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Ah, oh, Kitty, you're an absolute superstar. Thank you so much for joining me on the Make It British podcast. Well, Kate, thank you. Thank you. thank you very much. And, you know, what I'd like to finish by saying is we are so happy and excited to be part of Make It British and to be members because for us that's really like the icing on the cake. You know, we're, we're, we're really, really happy about that. And, and we're so looking forward to working with Make It British and, you know, just, just, just for this year, finding out what's going on. We're, we're really excited about that. Brilliant. Well, we've got Made in UK Day coming up on March the 9th. Yes. Which includes Scotland, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. So lots to look forward to. Brilliant. Kitty, thank you very much. Thank you, Kate.
Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.